It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Hello, and welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, the creative real estate specialist, the win-win maker. But today, I am with an expert. His name is Zach. Mr. Zach Harris. How are you today, Zach? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm really glad to have you. So Zach's done a few really interesting things. Some, a few of them I think you can learn from because it's not about I can't. It's always about how can I. Write that in. If you, if you are uh, on Facebook Life, type in hashtag how can I. That's how we know that you've learned the lesson that we are really trying to teach something that Zach was able to do. So at this time, he's actually in college. He has a, lar- a medium-sized multifamily property. It's an actual commercial building, and he has a couple of singles. And Zach was able to do this while going to college and utilizing OPM. What does that mean? Other people's money. And so when we're here on the Creative Real Estate Podcast, we want to teach you all sorts of tips, tricks, and strategies so that you can go to the next level. So with that said, Zach, tell us a little bit about, about your background and then we'll get into the Q&A. Sure, sure. So thanks for having me on, first of all. But um, just like everybody else, I, uh, I got kind of an interesting start to real estate. So I, you know, taken the college route and uh, originally went in thinking, hey, I want to go to med school or law school. And I quickly found out that was not, not the path for me. Um, I eventually ended up transferring schools down to Florida where I wanted to sell a million dollar houses and decided to get my real estate license. And what I ended up doing was leasing college rentals to some friends of mine and other college students. And I really found out, Hey, this is, there's a lot of passive income in this. And that's when, um, I decided to move back home to Indianapolis and partner with some family on my first single family. I figured, hey, you know, I don't have three or $400,000 to buy a property in Florida, but I can certainly buy one in Indiana for 20 or 30,000. And so that was my plan. And, um, and that's kind of how I, I got my start to, uh, to my journey here. Awesome. Awesome. So Zach, you're the co-founder of Blue Side Up Capital um, and your partner's name is Mr. Scott, right? Yep. Scott McGurk. And your focus is on buying some large multifamilies and you'll have, you want to at least close on a hundred units, you said, before December, right? Yep. So before I graduate, I want to at least have a hundred um, under operate, you know, that I operate, own and operate. That's awesome. And I, and I know you can do that. I know for absolute positive, you'll be able to do that. Yes. You are driven. You've already been able to make a lot of other really interesting and awesome things happen. So let's get into the first one. Take me back to the day that you decided that you wanted to get into multifamily, uh, real estate, excuse me. I'm such a multifamily sure. person. Take me back to the day that you said, hey, I want to do real estate. So what was, what was going on in your mind? Sure. So I, um, it kind of goes back to the, the um, my days of trying to sell real estate, selling and leasing real estate. And I pulled up to a, a house with, it was a bunch of friends of mine. There was, there was six of them. And I remember looking at, at the property we we're going to go into and it was a six bedroom 
Um, I was going to school at Florida Gulf Coast University. So we're down there in Fort Myers. And it was a six bedroom house. And the owner would say, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rent this out for $600 a month per room. And I'm thinking, man, this is 3,600 bucks a month just for owning a house like this. And he's, he's doing nothing. Um, and I thought that, you know, that was a little bit interesting. I couldn't even conceptual, I, I couldn't wrap my head around how that was happening. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, man, well, how much does this house cost? How do you know, how much did you buy it for? And it, it really made sense to me at that point. I'm thinking, all right, I got to go back home to Indiana where I can buy houses for 20, 30, 40 grand and rent them out for, you know, six or 700 bucks. And so at that point I, uh, I called home and I said, Hey, I'm coming home. I'm, I'm going to transfer back. And, uh, here's my plan and didn't have any, you know, any prior experience or anything like that. And that's when I, I really started, I, I essentially pulled the trigger, if you will. Okay. So awesome. What year was that again? <clears throat> uh, that was my sophomore year. So that would have been 2017. Okay. So just about two years ago. And then you yep. did, you actually were able to close on some properties. How long did it take yep. you from, from the day you said, Mom and dad, I'm coming back to Indiana. We're going to be real estate investors to the yeah. day that you actually moved over and bought and closed on the first one. Yeah. So I, uh, I think I had about a month or two left of school. Um, I ended up staying down in Florida another week or so after classes had ended, packed up my car, drove home. Um, and then I started to drive deals and that's when I came across, I started looking at the cheapest stuff I could, I could find because you know, I, I didn't have any money at the time. I'm thinking, where, where's the money going to come from? Am I going to get it from family? Am I going to get it from family, friends? And I ended up, I found a property on the market when I was going through, I had to go through a, uh, another real estate course to get my license there. Um, even though I was, I was licensed in Florida. So it wasn't mutual recognition there. I ended up finding a property. I think it was listed for about $35,000. It's a little two bedroom, one bath. And that was about uh, a month and a half after I'd gotten back from Florida. So I moved back into the, into my parents' house, um, as bad as that may seem. And we, I ended up finding a deal. I said, Hey, this, this is the one. And, um, we, I'll never forget. Cause I ended up, I put in a very low ball offer. Uh, we ended up buying that thing for $28,000. And, uh, like I said, it was a two bedroom, one bath, about 700 square feet. Um, had no idea how much, you know, what I was going to rent it for. Um, but somehow I convinced them to, you know, to trust in me and, and they, they fronted that, that 28,000. And, and to me as, as a college sophomore, that was a big deal, right? Um, $20,000 is a lot of money for me at, at that time. All right. So how did you structure it when you purchased that property? Sure. So it was a 50, 50 partnership to where I said, Hey, if you guys can bring the money. I'll do all the work, right? Um, I'll get the place rented out. I'll, you know, if there's any repairs or anything like that, I can line it up. And again, going in did not have uh, really a clue as to, to how I wanted to do it. Um, luckily they had had some previous rentals with my grandparents, other single families. Um, so I think that they knew it was a safe, safe investment from their, from their point, but we didn't have any properties at the time and, um, and they took a risk. So like I said, in terms of structure, 50, 50, they brought the money. I did the work. Awesome. Okay. And uh, you got inspired first off by the 600 a month by I don't remember six yeah. rooms and all of a sudden you're in decided to do it. You move over, you're starting to drive for dollars. And the thing that I really want to point out that you said, that's very, very important is you said, I didn't have the money at the time, Yep. but you were still driving for dollars. You were still driving around yeah. looking for properties. Like 
imagine yourself, the viewer, the listener, you don't have the money, but you're still looking for the property. So are you crazy? No, you're, you're like Zach and you know that you're going to find a way. I may not have the money, but when I find a good deal, I can reach out to a family member, a friend, uh, or somebody that I met at a real estate group and then say, hey, you come with all the money. You don't have to do too much work. I'll do a whole bunch of work. I don't have to bring in too much money. And uh, you actually did close on this. You put in a lowball offer and they said yes. Were you scared when they said yes? Um, yeah, because I had no idea what was, uh, what was going to happen next. So I found myself uh, in one of the aisles at Lowe's picking up a for rent sign and uh, got a black little Sharpie and wrote my number on there and drove to the property, stuck it in the yard. And uh, within a couple hours, I had calls and I'm like, oh, okay, um, where am I going to get a lease? Where, you know, and luckily at the time I was smart enough to, to have a lease in place and to go through and, and do a, you know, a checklist of a walkthrough. And so I, I was lucky in that sense, but you know, I had a couple people that, that had called and I ended up lining, lining showings up, got, got the place rented um, fairly quickly. And it was, it was a very exciting time for me because uh, my mom and dad were like, look, this one's on you. So, uh, so go figure it out. Right. And I think that gave me a, a great respect for the amount of money and, and the process and working with other people's money, how to treat that, um, looking back on, on a pretty small amount. I think there's a very high majority of people that haven't yet got into real estate, but they want to, yep. okay? They want to, and they might think to themselves, you know, like, well, I can't put, a, I can't put an offer because I can't pay for it, or I can't put an offer yep. because I don't know what's going to happen next. And I... I can't put out a sign in front of the yard because I don't have a lease before they call. But in, when you're taking massive action and literally, and I hope everybody picks this up, is ready, fire, aim. Instead of ready, no, I'm not ready. Ready, aim, 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 aim. And they just never fire. And that's really what's been giving you so much success. So I want to talk a little bit more. I want to move in to what are your goals? Where do you want to be? You said you want to close 100 units before you graduate. Um, how are you going to do that? So I'm planning on similar type deal, um, structuring with family, family, friends. I will not syndicate these first 100 doors. Um, my, my goal is to raise money and, and do just general partnerships, form LLCs and close on the properties. Um, that is, that is my goal. I want to create some traction for myself before I start, you know, trying to syndicate larger properties. And I think that that will give me some, some great experience, um, not only with other people's money, but buying some not huge, um, huge portfolios or units, but good, you know, it's not, Hey, I'm buying a bunch of single families or fourplexes. You're playing in a little bit bigger game. Um, and there, I think that there's a bit of a niche market there because guys like yourself are not going to look at, you know, 15, 20, 30 units. Um, so guys like myself who are, who are a little bit younger have some time to grow. I think that there's a good opportunity there. And, you know, some people are in the, in the camp that, well, I'm going to start single family and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just get a good, good portfolio of those going, which there's nothing wrong with that. But what I quickly realized is I can't scale to the degree that I want to um, with single families or even duplexes. Not to say that I won't, I won't buy those if the opportunity is right. But to me, multifamily makes way better sense. And to get to the point of purchasing, you know, 300, 300 unit portfolios, 500 unit portfolios, 
I have to have something underneath me so that when I go to raise money, I can say, hey, look, here's what I've done, X, Y, Z, I've proven myself, or I'm aligning with others who I'm able to do that with. Okay, I want to clarify when you said, um, I'm not going to syndicate these first hundred. Right. Let me, let me understand what that means. Does that mean you're going to buy them without any team members? Is that what you're saying? Or you're going to raise equity for somebody else who's running the show so you can be a part of a syndication, but you don't have to be the main role? So I want a partner giving equity, not so much a preferred return in a, um, in a syndication scenario on these, on these first hundred, or I should say 90 more. Um, so I'd, I'd prefer to bring people in who have a little bit more of a say, if you will, um, and not, hey, here's your six, seven, eight percent. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. I have another clarification question. So you're, sure. you want to bring equity and are you going to be bringing the equity yourself, like from your own money, or are you going to be raising equity from friends and family, people that you, that you already know? Yeah, a little bit of both. So I want to have some, some of my own skin in the game, um, which to me is a little bit bigger draw for them to invest money with me as well, to partner with me. <clears throat> okay. All right. So I'm, I'm super clear on your path. You're going to get the next 90 doors to get to your 100, uh, 88 doors to get to your hundred. And um, you said, what I quickly realized is that I can't scale. I can't do this. I want to do the business, but um, a lot of people are saying, let's do single family so we can graduate to multifamily. And you realize you, you don't even need to do that. You can go straight into multifamily. And so that's really where your focus is. You're, it sounds like you're getting rid of all your small stuff and you're only focusing yeah. on the bigger stuff. And you found a creative niche, a creative way to actually insert yourself onto the general partnership of a large multifamily that might be 50 or even 100 doors by um, putting a little bit of your own money in and having uh, another few investors with you in an investor group and becoming passive in that property. Is that accurate or close? That is correct. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Do you know anyone else who has done that strategy or did you just make it up yourself? Um, I've met very small town owners who are doing that, that strategy. And again, it's not, it's not something where I'm buying property for, you know, three, four, five million. It's raises, you know, a couple hundred grand sometimes mm -hmm. on these smaller properties. So that's where I'm able to go to, you know, one or two other guys who, you know, maybe they're a family friend or think something like that to where I can say, hey, look, you know, here's an opportunity. Would you like to partner with me and have some equity in this? Not, not hey, I need 100 grand and I'm going to give you, you know, six to 8% for the next three to five years. I want to bring them in as, as more of a traditional partner. Um, and again, that's not something I, I've created on my own. It's, it's, as I've learned, just that's the beauty of commercial real estate is there's no right way to structure deals. Um, so that's how I want to approach these next 90 doors. And it absolutely sounds like it's a team sport and you're doing the right things that you need to do to build your team. And I love it. We are going to take a break and we'll be right back with the final five. This episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by both you and brought to you by the show itself. And we just wanted to say thank you, Jason. I really appreciate having you as a listener. And we have an ask. We've got a quick ask. If you have 
uh, been listening to the show for a little while, you love the show, and you haven't taken the time to leave a rating and a review, I just wanted to ask to see if you wouldn't mind uh, going into iTunes and doing a written review as well as a rating. Um, so that's our only ask. Let's get back to the show. All right, Mr. Zach Harith, what is the most creative deal that you've ever done? Sure. So the purchase of this 10 unit was, was probably the most creative deal that I've done so far through the purchase of all my single families and, and things like that. Um, purchasing that first single family for 28000 um, I was able to sell it about 11 months later. Um, it was crazy appreciation for Indiana as, as we don't see that kind of, you know, double in prices like that. Uh, the reason behind this was because I was flipping some homes on the same street and I was able to kind of control the market, if you will, as, as bad as that may sound. And at that time, I had put all my single families that I'd partnered with, with family and family friends on, on the market, both on the same street and as well as one behind. And uh, they were all getting offers full price. So I turned 28000 into 48500 I then Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> so I turned 28000 into 48500 in 11 months with, uh, it was, I didn't, this was not anything we prepared. It was, a, we bought the property, move in ready. It was, it was a perfect deal. Um, so 28 to 48.5, that 48.5 was then, I did 1031 exchange into a 10 unit apartment building, um, which, which we purchased for 125,000. I took debt on that, on that property and rolled over that 45 into the uh, the 10 unit serviced all the closing costs the 25% down and we had 10 grand extra laying in an escrow account which i then uh, put towards the principal so it was uh, it was an interesting deal that <laughs> is freaking <laughs> awesome that is freaking awesome so so proud of you that is amazing what you're doing what is a book that you recommend sure uh, multifamily millions by dave lindell uh, that one was really something that got me excited and the numbers that were in there really made it real, just made it real for me. And that's one that, you know, I recommend to younger guys like myself who are interested in getting started. It just made it a little bit better than some of the other ones. I mean, I know a lot of people get on here and say, Hey, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, things like that. But this one I, I really liked. Awesome. Okay. So multifamily millions, it's inspirational, gives you numbers. And so, yeah, I threw that into the comments. If anybody wants to pick that up and it is by Dave Lindahl. How do you give back Mr. Zach? Sure. So I have um, some younger folks, both, you know, in my network and other people that have reached out to me and um, I'll do calls with them and kind of open their eyes up to, Hey, you don't have to go work for 10 or 12 bucks an hour. Um, you know, while you're in college or things of that nature, it's not, not something where you have to go to a Jimmy John's and, um, you know, deliver sandwiches, there's opportunity and you can create that yourself. So really opening, uh, these young entrepreneurs eyes to that, that potential is something I, I, I get a lot of joy out of. Where were you five years ago? Like think back, just where were you five years yeah. ago and kind of paint me that picture? Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was in high school. And I just started uh, my first business. I was, um, I was buying tools wholesale um, from a, a company and reselling them to like tire and auto shops. And that's when I, I really got the, uh, the under, I guess the meaning or understanding of a dollar, what the worth of a dollar is. 
and that was a pretty exciting time um, to be able to make my own hours and and it was a good way for me to generate a lot of cash as a high school high schooler perfect uh, I really appreciate it. so here he is in high school barely starting his first business and then right now still in college owns 12 units just mm -hmm. did a freaking awesome 1031 exchange where he almost doubled his first money and had an extra 10k left over just to go to the principal and has ambitions this same year to close another 90 or 100 units where will you be five years from today in five years i'll have five over 500 units and i will be an active member within the multifamily community here in indianapolis all right. That's, this is very important. Anyone who's listening, he just said, that's my plan. He, he didn't say, I would like to have 500 units. He didn't say, I would like to be a player in Indianapolis. He literally said, and he could visualize it. And that's what we're really trying to get to the listener is I will have 500 units. When you have that passion and that conviction, there's no other thing that you can do but to be successful. All right, how do people find you? How do they get a hold of you, Zach? So you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at zach at bluesideupcapital.com. Um, feel free to reach out and set up a call, email. Um, I love to network. Again, that email is zach, Z-A-C-H, at bluesideupcapital.com. Dot com. All right. Thank you, Zach. I really appreciate you coming on. You added a ton of value. All of the creative strategies that you've done while in university, while not wanting to use or even maybe even having your own money, but you were still able to qualify and close on multiple deals. You'll have a hundred this year. I really appreciate it. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.